Hello, my name is Eva and I love to read, especially this book, Kingmaker, Broken Faith by Toby Clements, a former journalist turned best-selling author of historical novels. Broken Faith was first published in 2016 and this is the second book in a trilogy known as Kingmaker. The trilogy tells the riveting story of ordinary people unwillingly caught up in that medieval turmoil which was the Wars of the Roses. As we know by now, the Wars of the Roses have inspired countless dramatizations, from the fantastical, as in Game of Thrones, to the historically inclined, as in The Hollow Crown, and this Clement's works. Broken Faith is, in my opinion, the best of this trilogy, and certainly the one that I have felt most inclined to read more than once. The book follows Catherine and Thomas, erstwhile nun and monk, who were forced to abandon their peaceful cloistered lives as wanton violence disrupted their existence and forced them to flee, not only from their sisters and brothers, but caused them to travel, at least for a while, from England to Calais. Initially travelling together in the first book, by this second book, vicious battle has separated them, and they are left to survive by their wits alone as they return to England. By this second book, the Battle of Towton in 1461, one of the deadliest battles fought on English soil, is two years in the past, and it has set Edward IV on the throne of England after defeating King Henry, whose forces gather at Bamborough to regroup and fight another day. Thomas, the male protagonist, was caught up in the fighting at Towton, but was grievously wounded and now presumed dead by Catherine, his travelling companion. Catherine's healing skills has seen her much used by the fighting forces, but travelling through an exhausted kingdom ravaged by war, Catherine finds herself journeying to the north, where bitter men plan revenge, where villagers live in fear of whichever side holds power that particular month, and where old friends greet her as new enemies. As the story draws to a climax, with another battle drawing ever nearer, Catherine and Thomas are reunited, and they are tasked with delivering a secret to the Lancastrian forces of the North, a secret which could tear the whole kingdom apart. This part of the plot gives urgency to the story and agency to the main characters and lays out a foreboding, dangerous atmosphere over the action, but also a sense of hope over the story as a whole. This is a story of ordinary people caught up in extraordinary circumstances, which is my absolute favourite kind of historical fiction. Now, while we may consider a nun and a monk as somewhat extraordinary, their chosen vocations would have been part of the very fabric of life in 15th century England, 
and the author does a convincing job of placing these two ordinary people in the midst of a devastating uprooting of their way of life. However, the author does not spare these two protagonists, whose every step towards safety is marred by hardships. Just as one adversary dies, another takes their place. Just as faith is restored in their fellow human beings, betrayal rears its ugly head. But it is also a story of determination. Determination to live, to survive, and live a life of purpose. So ultimately, the story becomes one of questioning one's own faith and searching for what to believe in. The two main characters were, after all, people of faith, yet one becomes a soldier, another a healer of men who kill. What, then, is there left in this world to believe in? This question is well examined by the author through the reactions and actions of people as they come up against the machine of war. It is also a historical novel which delves into the battles of the Wars of the Roses in an almost enactment-like immersion. However, rather than the gore of war, the author concentrates on the emotional and the biological consequences of battle. The fatigue, the consequences of injury, the chaos, the dread, the grief. All this is told from the point of view of 15th century ordinary people who might not own a castle but could suffer the consequences of their manor lord losing his castle by an act of attainder when one lord's lands and labourers' fields are given to another, perhaps to the very lord against whom the knight, the lord and the labourers were so recently fighting. The author certainly knows his social and political history of the time, and this is used to further the plot nicely and beautifully interwoven into the drama. For those interested in historically detailed fiction, I would say that this is a great read. It is, though, written in the first person, which for me is still an acquired taste. I don't quite buy that claim that the first-person narrative makes the historical perspective seem more honest and alive. But I will say that in this book it is done with an assured hand. It is a choice, but it is well-matched by excellent storytelling. I particularly like this second book of the trilogy, as I like the protagonists better in this book and their travels through a war-torn England are imaginative, compelling, immersive, and make Kingmaker Broken Faith by Toby Clements a splendid read. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to this podcast, Literature, Laughter and Learning, as it really does help this podcast grow. Until next time, I have been Eva and thanks so much for listening.